Welcome back. Today we enter a new chapter in this podcast. A lot of things have changed in my life recently, over the past couple months to a year, like many of us. And what started as what was supposed to be a sex podcast, something funny, lighthearted, turned into more of just another outlet for me to be able to share my journey in polyamory. But at the same time, it's also, I feel like some of my content has also become more of a a support for other people going through the same thing. So I want to keep creating it in that way and with that intention, because I think that's going to align more with some of the offerings that I'm working on for the near future. And I just like creating the content. I love it. Um, So you'll notice I have a new name. I have a new art or a podcast cover art. Everything, you know, looks different, but the content will ultimately still be the same. And for the first episode as an evolved podcast, we have a guest. I'm really excited. This turned out really good. Uh, It's my husband and we just had a whole discussion on polyamory. I asked him a bunch of questions and It was great to have his perspective. I think it'll be great for the listeners to get a different perspective as well. So without further ado, I would like to introduce you to Polly in Real Life. Do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. So I am the husband of the Polly Pocket. <laughs> <laughs> We've been married for a numerous amount of years. Do you remember? <laughs> you say numerous, like if you don't remember. For nine years. We've been okay. together for 12. Okay. Oh. And it's been an experience. Mm-hmm. Sure has. <laughs> Stop. Okay. So I have, I've already said like my side of the story about opening up. Okay. So I wanted to give you an opportunity to share because I know sometimes when we talk about it, our perspectives are a little bit different because I like to include like my internal experiences that led up to it, but you think of it a little bit differently. So can you... Tell us the story of how we opened up in your perspective. Okay. So there was times where we vaguely talked about interacting with other people. And at first I didn't really understand where you were going with it. It was more like, is this your way of just getting to hook up with random people that I don't like mm-hmm. I didn't know what polyamory was or anything. So I took it as only a sexual thing. And then the one time we were at dinner and you, we actually like went through it and like, it's not about that. It's basically about, yeah, dating other people, but just the growth and everything. Um, that's when I opened up to it and I thought, yeah, this would be pretty cool because you and I, we, we dated since high school. So mm-hmm. honestly, we don't, we didn't know what else was out there. So that's what intrigued me to it. Mm-hmm. So I remember we went, went out to dinner and we talked about um, opening up and that's when the spark went in my mind, like, I think we can do this. And then the more I thought about it, the more I was comfortable with it. Okay. So what have been your challenges, some of your top challenges? So like, I I don't know if I talked to you about this, but I recently did a post in my stories asking people to submit their challenges. Okay. And a lot of people submitted and like some of the more popular ones were jealousy um, or dealing with, or like people that have partners that are not poly but they are, so they can't really 
like okay. actually dive into that. Um, I don't know. We had a bunch. So what what would you oh, say your top yeah. challenges are? Well, so definitely multiples. It's not just one. Um, for my just myself without anybody else is finding partners kind of thing because as you know when you go on a dating site you can get hundreds upon hundreds of likes in yeah. hours whereas I will get 20 in like a six-month span okay. so that that's first of all that's the that's the hardest part with me is trying to find a connection um because I, I like to I have I do have standards and I don't want to lower those standards. Right. So that's why it's it's really hard for me sometimes. Um, the next one would be family, of course, is like my side of the family, as you already know, because you're part of it. Yeah. Is very conservative, um, very closed minded. Mm-hmm. If I don't even know if they could pronounce polyamory. Oh my god! I don't even know if that's in there for, for vocabulary there. <laughs> so that like that, that's a big challenge because I want to be who I am. Mm-hmm. It, that's I have to censor myself around certain people, which I don't like. Yeah, I get that. I've I mean, you know, it's the same for oh, yeah, me too. too. The only thing is that I'm not really that close with my family. I don't see my exactly. family as much. Like we don't interact with them as much. So. It's yeah. it's harder when you're, you know, around the family more frequently and it's like this thing that you want to say but you you just can't or don't don't feel comfortable. Yeah. Um so that kind of leads into my next question because you just you touched base on it a little bit and that was also a question from um or it was more of like a topic request from a follower on on Instagram about okay. how it's harder sometimes for the male in the relationship to find dates. Usually the, the woman always has a lot more potentials and goes on more dates. And why do you think that is? And what has been your experience on dating apps? Okay. So I think with women, it's a lot easier. I mean, because let's face it, there's more guys than girls on dating sites. Um, so first of all, it's a lot easier for a girl or a female, I should say, to get a date, but that doesn't mean a date's going to blossom into a healthy relationship. It could just end up being a one night stand. Whereas mm-hmm. I, we are actually looking for, well, I can't speak for all men, but like, I'm always looking for a relationship and not mm-hmm. and kind of stuff there. Um, yeah, with well, I'm, I'm banned for tin from Tinder. <laughs> I've like I've actually talked to quite a few people that say they got banned, mm-hmm. yeah. but so don't know why. The last person I was connected with, she was banned from Tinder as well, and she doesn't know why. No, she doesn't know why. Hmm. But Tinder is such a shithole of an app, though. Yes, like exactly. you're not really missing anything, and like no. to be honest, like how many connections have you got off Tinder? Uh, one, and that's, that's where I had my one long-term relationship, was Okay. Clear, but everything else was more like, okay, Cupid, uh, based. Did you ever get anybody from Bumble? No, never had any, anybody from Bumble. Uh, basically I'm, every time I did match with someone, they would, uh, unmatch right away. Cause I think they would see the, uh, being a, um, married man. Yeah. That's not for them. So how do you handle when I go on more dates than you? Like, how do you inter- internally, what's your thought process and like handling I mean, that? I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it sucks. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But, um, I am perfectly cool. I don't want to hold you back because mm-hmm. no one wants to hang out with me yet. I'm, but vice versa there's been times where i have dates and you don't have anything i mean it's 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 just um it's a balance yeah so i'm i'm okay with you hanging out with people i i want you to experience and meet new people and hear new people's stories and it's it's all learning experiences i think Mm -hmm. yeah 
Good answer. Uh, okay, that leads me into my next question. And we were just talking about this, I think, yesterday. And we talk about this a lot. Um, so, like, communication after you connect with somebody oh, yeah. or even during a relationship, ghosting and the text etiquette that I talk about that drives me fucking insane. So... Ghosting is pretty much when, like, they just don't reply. They literally Correct. just leave the yes. conversation. Um, I have found that people have a really hard time communicating just in general. Mm -hmm. And especially in texting, I feel like a lot of people just don't have proper texting etiquette. And the way I see it is... You know, if like you and I are sitting in a room having a conversation and I say something and you just sit there and like don't reply or you decide to just get up and leave the conversation, like that would be the equivalent of yeah. ghosting. And yeah. to me, that's super rude. Yeah. Um, one thing that drives me insane is like being in the middle of a conversation and then, you know, and I get it, like life is busy, but just let me know, like. Yeah. Hey, I'm busy right now. I can't respond. I'll reply later. Or I'm not in like the best mental health state right now, you know, to have a conversation. And like, I'm, I think we're very understanding people, but I think we both have come across this issue with yeah. and there's people also, not communicating. There's also been times where we're not comfortable. Well, not comfortable, but we, we just don't want to talk to someone anymore will blatantly just say like, Hey, we're taking a break. Like I don't feel comfortable or not comfortable is the wrong word. I'm just not feeling our connection. I, um, I'm just going to back away from this kind of thing. So, I mean, we've done that on field and everything. Yeah. But I mean, if you, I think it's like a respect thing. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like I, f I feel like I would be disrespecting somebody if they took the time to get to know me, they're taking the time to talk to me, but then I'm not reciprocating. Yep. So as someone that's been ghosted plenty of times, I completely agree with you. My, my last connection just upped, upped and vanished as you, you already know. Yeah. Where it was like, holy hell, like this person is awesome. Um, I can see myself being with this person and we have so many things in common and then all of a sudden there's nothing. Mm -hmm. Yes, it, it, it's rude, I think. Yeah. But I mean, with today, I mean, it's just the easy way out. It's yeah. how to avoid conflict and avoid um, just the communication. It's just... The easiest way out is I, yeah I agree I think that like texting and the online connecting can make it a lot easier for somebody to avoid having you know because even if you're not feeling somebody I think it can get a little bit uncomfortable when it's time to be like hey like to actually tell them I'm not yeah. feeling this like that can feel a little bit uncomfortable and I think yeah. ghosting is just an easy way out to be like I don't want yeah. to confront this feeling or this situation. So I'm just going to like completely cut it out. Exactly. And the thing that hurts, I think from what I've had personal experience, the thing that hurts the most is when let's say you don't have like a phone number. So you're only talking, we'll use Tinder as an example here mm -hmm. on Tinder. And then all of a sudden it's like unmatched. So like mm -hmm. the, the, the string is cut and you don't know why that is the, cause then you're, you're stuck in your own mind. Like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, what the fuck? Like, what happened here? Because I thought everything was going fine. But if someone just said, hey, not not feeling it right now. Um, it was nice talking to you, but just going to move on. Mm -hmm. I, I had that happen plenty of times, and I love the respect for that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I guess that just comes with the territory of online dating, unfortunately. And it's yeah. I think that's something that everybody experiences. And I guess in those cases, you just have to give yourself closure. 
mm-hmm. and stop trying to like get in your logical brain about it and trying to figure out because those are just answers that you're never going to know unless exactly. you reconnect with the person and then you yeah. know talk about it but I think that's also because it's happened to both of us I think enough times now for me to where I feel like in my next connection, I'm going to make it very clear that a need of mine is to have that clear, open, honest communication. Yep. Like it's necessary for me to have the person tell me what's going on. Cause like I'm, I'll be understanding if they don't feel connected to me anymore, that's fine. You know, I, I know that I'm not for everybody and that's okay. Yeah. But just tell me. So I think that's moving forward. I think that's something that I'm going to be more vocal about in asking, you know, like, I need you to tell me if you don't want to talk for a while or if you're not feeling the connection or if you're busy yeah. or if you need if you need to kind of leave a conversation because, you know, life is happening like that's fine. But I do need that communication. So can I ask you a question about online dating? Yes. So let's say let the, we'll, we'll just stay on the Tinder train here. Let's say you're on Tinder and you match with a guy mm-hmm. and your profile plainly says non-monogamous mar- uh, relationship, polyamory, whatever, what have you. Let's say someone does, they don't even know what polyamory is. Yeah. Like, do you spend the time educating them or is this like, do you not like, do, do you, do you spend time educating polyamory or do you just say like, I don't think this is cut out for you. Um, well, person never experienced it. I mean, it's not really my place to flat out tell somebody like this isn't for you, but I feel like I also don't spend as much time anymore as I used to explaining everything to them. Like, I feel like I, in the beginning I spent, I was, you know, I remember I had talked to a few people that I spent, you know, like weeks talking to them to then find out that they only were just really curious. They didn't really have an interest in actually dating me, but I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I think now I'll just generalize. Like I have a short answer that I'll give them to kind of explain to them what our situation is and let them decide if that's something they want to pursue or not. Um, but I don't drag it on very long anymore. Like I used to, cause I, I also have kind of, um, figured out based on the responses that I've gotten, I, I kind of can tell now, like how somebody responds right away, if they are just curious or if they're actually interested in, um, dating me or, you know, getting to know us. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. What else do I have here? So what right now, what is your ideal poly arrangement? So right now my poly, what I would like is an actual relationship is what I'm looking for. I'm not just looking for like one night stand or anything like that. I mean, I'm just looking for basically another girlfriend okay if that makes separate sense. from me right not us of course together. of course yeah yeah yeah, yeah. nothing yeah. like i'm not looking for right now i'm not looking for a throuple or anything mm-hmm. that would be cool but um i i'm just trying to do one-on-one still mm-hmm. but just someone that has my likes i mean because like you and i we don't agree on everything mm-hmm. i want someone that does, likes the nerdy stuff yeah all those needs for me basically yeah that's fair i that's i think that's similar to uh to what i want to um do you feel do you think that no strings attached or friends with benefits relationships really work long term long term no yeah i don't think so yes So like, cause let's face it, if you're having a no strings attached or a friends with benefit and that lasts for six months plus, you're going to catch feelings. I feel not necessarily 
I mean, I don't think it sets you up all the time to catch feelings, but I feel like the longer, but it's more often you see the person and spend time with them, you're obviously getting to know them more. So there is a higher possibility of developing feelings. Yes. Yes, that's exactly what I'm getting at there. So is jealousy something that you struggle with also? Honestly, no. I thought I would be jealous. Really? I I feel like you're lying. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm not. So I honestly thought I was going to be jealous. But I'm I'm cool with it. Like, the only time I get jealous, and it's not even jealousy to say, it's the thought of being left out kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, like, I have no problem with you hanging out with other people. But like, if it's like a group atmosphere and I'm like, well, why wasn't I invited? <laughs> that That's what hurts me. Like, yeah. Like what the crap? I want, I want to be there. Yeah. So that, that could be jealousy because I'm not present, mm-hmm. but I mean. I yeah. feel like you did experience jealousy in the beginning though. At first, like very okay. first, when we very first opened up with like my first relationship. Yep. Okay. I remember that experience. Yes. Yes. Cause that was, br- that was when I was brand new to it. Yeah. And I, I don't even know if it was jealousy. I want to say it I, was, I, I don't think it was jealousy. Then what, was, what would you call it? Curiosity. Like, what are you doing? Like, but I'm not talking about that one particular day. I'm talking about the whole relationship. Maybe I was. I I honestly don't remember that. Okay. Well, I was just going to try to figure out what your process is in handling jealousy, but I guess you can't answer that. So like when, let's say you go on a date, Mm -hmm. is I will, like if I have a partner, I will talk to her on your date. If not, I will hang out with our kids or... I'll just stay up all night and binge watch a show and just drink. <laughs> okay. Not, not, not like in a depressive way, but like, cause let's face just it. Just to keep yourself like I, occupied. Yeah. 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 Because if I sat in a room with nothing to do, yeah, I'll go fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I mean, you and I, as you already know, like we have different interests, like we like different shows. So if you're gone for a night, I can get caught up on all my shit that I don't like to watch. Exactly. Yeah, so I, yeah. so I take advantage of the situation. I, I get, I don't get drunk, but I drink and I just watch random Netflix shows that you have zero interest in. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do get jealous. Yeah. Yeah. But like you said, like I have to keep myself occupied too, because then I'll kind of spiral so what was the hardest jealousy for you? Hmm. Any names or anything? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm going to think real quick. Okay. I would say probably, I'm definitely going to say your first, very first okay. date. Okay. Yep. Because like, even though I was excited and there was like anticipation about it and like, I wanted you to go and I was happy you had somebody that you connected with. I like, and it didn't happen until after you left Yeah. where then I started questioning. And then I started realizing like, shit, we didn't talk about this boundary. We didn't talk about this. We didn't talk about that. Like after you left and we're already on the date, I, is when I realized that there were some things that we actually didn't discuss. And I realized that I would not be okay with. So then in that moment I was like, well, shit, now I'm fucked because I didn't speak up about this, but I didn't even know that this this was going to bother me. Um, And then I started kind of spiraling, like, what if she, you know, he ends up liking her more than me and this is it. My marriage gets ruined. And so, so yeah, that was kind of my, my thought process. And you already know, I like freaked out that day. I did not really know how to handle the jealousy at the time. Yeah. Um, but reading up on, on it now and kind of figuring out where the jealousy comes from, I realize that it's just 
my own insecurities. And even that experience then, because after that was when we started talking more about like boundaries and what we were okay with, what we weren't okay with. Yeah. So that kind of created more of a safe space for you to go on dates. But even now, I think, I think my biggest challenge is when you go on first dates. Okay. Because at that point, I feel like I don't know that person enough. You don't know a whole lot about the person either where you can kind of reassure me like what the situation is. So I think the first date is always the hardest for me. But then usually when you come back and then you're like telling me about it, then I'm like, oh, you know, like I feel better. And then as you get to know people and you tell me more about the people, then I, I feel better. Any other thoughts on jealousy or like handling being left out? No, um, uh, well, I do have a specific question about, because you said earlier, you mentioned earlier about, um, feeling left out of like group situations. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I had a question about how, how do you handle when I'm, I'm a bad girl and I forget to call you and let you know that I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> See that I'm not gonna lie that that does piss me off yeah you know it I know yeah but that was what like one time like two times uh, I might have a few more than that no it was two times it was my ver- the very first date I went on what was the third one so for your very first date the time you and I are already thinking of there was one more. I can't remember what it was, but I know there was a third time. No, there wasn't. There <laughs> it was. was just two times. So I know there was a three. All but, right. Anyway, how do so, you navigate that? Um. Well, I learned from the first time because the first time I did panic and you were fine. Yeah. Thing. But I mean, then when, because the table was turned because there was a time where I didn't answer my phone. And On you, your first date. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So the tables are turned. So I know exactly how easy it is to um, get distracted. Yes. So we'll yeah, play. and lose track of time. Yes. Because Especially if there's alcohol involved. Yeah. And let's face it, like you're not going to be looking at your phone while you're doing other things. So, right. Yeah. So, no, once I, once it happened, to me, I completely understood, like, well, she's probably, you know, doing stuff. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't I don't want it to go too far into detail because I don't know how your podcast is. Oh, you can go into detail. <laughs> yeah, well, like, no. Nah. <laughs> no, you don't have to if you don't want to. Yeah. But, I mean, if if I'm doing stuff, I'm last thing I'm doing is looking at my phone to see if I have a missed call right now. It's right. The, living um i'm in the moment let's put it that way so no um so if you don't answer your phone right away i take a step back and like well let's let's be real she's probably in a bedroom or she's probably drunk (laughs) passed out or vomiting or (laughs) yeah ruining someone's carpet stop yeah So yeah, I mean, don't, don't, so let's say if there's first time listeners about polyamory and your partner doesn't answer the phone right away, it's probably because someone's going down on her. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's possible. So how do you navigate that in your mind though? Well, like, so what's your initial, so say like, like the last time this happened, you said you were up really late, like waiting for me to text yeah. you or so call the back, you. So backstory on that side. So how do you navigate? What was, well, let's go back. What was your first emotion or thought as you're sitting here? Like, shit, it's getting late. She hasn't called. I'm worried. Like, what's your first thought? Or she's, prob- she's probably doing something. Okay. And how did that make you feel? I don't know. I, I was okay with it because I know... Because I've been on the same side of the fence. So I know what it's like. And then it's like, well, I'm your ride. 
So mm-hmm. I have to stay up. And then two more hours goes by. It's like, what the fuck? And then, well, you still don't answer. It's just like, all right, well, if she needs me, she'll call me. If there's an emergency, someone will call me. Yeah. So, I mean, because you're, you're always with responsible people. Yeah. That's what I love about you. It's like you check, you, before you go out, you check in. Say, I'm going to be with this person at this place. Mm-hmm. So if there's ever an emergency, I know where you are. Right. Kind of thing. So like to go back, I know you're safe. I know you're probably having a good time or you're probably sick. <laughs> <laughs> and then that moment you're probably like, well, thank God I'm not the one taking yeah. care of her. <laughs> yeah. She, she can stay there. Cause I don't, I'm not cleaning that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. I mean, I, I will try, I'll try to do better. How's that? It's very easily to get, get distracted though. Yeah. So I completely get it there. Okay. So another question about how you navigate things. Um, how do you navigate like experiencing, like when I'm experiencing a meltdown, how do you navigate that? Because usually you're the one that like gets it. Yes. So yeah, when you're having a meltdown, it's it's nothing about me. You're not upset because mm-hmm. yeah. So that's the best thing about polyamory is you always have someone to cry cry to. But with me, I mean, I understand it. I've been there. I've been dumped, or I've broken up with people. So I take it as you're upset. I am here as your husband and your primary to make you feel the best way you can, even though you feel like shit right now. I have, I, I make sure that you're okay. Mm-hmm. I know you're not going to be okay that second, but I'm always a shoulder to lean on. Yeah. So you just kind of like Listen. repeat to yourself that like, it's not about you. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, Because, I mean, let's face it, when we break up with someone, we don't cry over it once and then we're done. It's not a one and done thing. So the the, I think the hardest struggle that was for me at first was, oh, Jesus Christ, here we go again. Same thing. Yeah. (laughs) And like when I say meltdown, I mean like just in general, because I have a lot of emotional moments. Yeah. You know, like not just breakups, but, you know, I usually cry a lot about like my job and stuff. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought we were talking about like your breakups and everything. I mean, that yeah, that could be it too. Yeah. Because what what I was trying to say is as a primary or just a partner, if you're upset over a breakup, that person needs to understand this isn't going to be a one and done crime Mm -hmm. thing. It's this is going to last probably it all depends how long we've been together it's probably going to last two months kind of thing like so if she starts upset getting upset just remember it's like it will get mm-hmm. well and and I feel like for me I feel like I have a lot of meltdowns because that's how I figure out what's going on because like usually when I'm feeling some type of way it's because there's some kind of need that isn't being met Yes. So the only way for me to get to the root of that is by crying about it and just kind of like doing this process where I talk out loud mm-hmm. and just kind of go through the emotions, go through the process. And like you said, it's not always a one and done thing. Yes. It's exactly. always it's like one day I'll cry to you and then the next day I'll be like, well, I thought of something else now and I'll have another meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how I process things, you know? So, but you, on the other hand, it's a different story. Like, you I know, have, I, I'm an internal processor. You don't have an, a, like, a process like that. I, yeah, like, I'm a very external Yeah, processor. so I, I process internally and in isolation. I don't seek other people's uh, advice or, like, I don't need, like, the words of affirmation or anything. I, it's like... I go into a depression state for probably like 
two days. Then I figure my shit out and then I move on to the next thing. Hmm. Must be nice. <laughs> I try. Hey, I try. It, it's a talent that I, I, I've made of for a few years now. Oh my. All right, moving on. So this, we're kind of switching gears a little bit. Would you do anything differently in our relationship? Like in the past? Um, if I knew, if, yeah, if I knew what I knew now, of course I wouldn't have gotten jealous quickly with like our first dates. I think Mm -hmm. three, two. But do you think jealousy is something you can control though? No. Well, so how can you say like so there's a that way you to wouldn't handle. have because you don't really know if you yeah. would or wouldn't. So to understand your jealousy, to say. Okay. So like the first time you went out on a date and you didn't answer your phone right away, I freaked out. Mm-hmm. But who I am now with what I've learned through the times, I wouldn't I wouldn't be that person. Okay. What about like anything differently in our relationship before even being poly? Uh, communication more because like when we were first dating or like even years after we dated we our communication wasn't the best yeah I agree so it's like I hid stuff from you mm-hmm. and I regret that yeah so I mean our communication was shit back then but I think that we are hell of a lot better but now. you got it you know like think we were also really young yeah we were in our teens and very early 20s yeah so yeah we were yeah we were we were young now look at you you got gray hair and i know (laughs) gray hair up on the head and the beard um i think i would and this is hindsight obviously and i don't honestly but um I just kind of wish that we wouldn't have jumped into things so quickly and had the time to actually date people. And I would have um, liked to have had like an established career before having kids and, and all that, obviously. Now, do you wish that we were poly sooner I, I want to say yes, but I know that we wouldn't have been prepared for all of the challenges. But I guess we could have also learned, you know, because that's what we've been doing. How do you feel about me exposing myself online? I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll help you take the pictures. Because <laughs> not, not because it's not like it, it's not for you to get attention or anything. It's I love to see you build your confidence up. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about it is like, cause let's face it. When you were younger, you didn't, you weren't comfortable with your body. Right. Now it's like, Hey, look at me. I'll <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Hey, let's put, can you take a picture of me doing this for Instagram? Like, sure. <laughs> yeah, but even no. like exposing my experiences when I guess you don't really know. And no. and I guess what people should know is that you actually don't follow my Instagram. Um, and I would, for now, I'd rather keep it that way. Cause I feel yeah. like, I don't know, for me, I feel more comfortable. Like I would feel more comfortable in a room of hundreds of strangers than mm-hmm. in a small room of everybody that I know. Exactly. I don't know why it just, I feel more comfortable putting my shit out there to a bunch of strangers and I don't want to feel like I'm, I'm censoring myself because I know that you're watching. And that's why I, that's why I don't follow you is because I know you would be like, well, what does my husband think about this? Yeah. And I, I want you to be as free as possible. Mm -hmm. So like, if there's something that you want to share with me, you're going to share it with me. Right. But I will never pry in what you do on your pages and everything. Yeah. Well, and I appreciate that. And I mean, eventually, I feel like eventually 
I'll feel more comfortable. Yeah. No, so, you know, as you know, the only thing that I question you on is, hey, how many followers do you have right now? Or how's your podcast going? Yeah. Or is there anything that I can do to help you? But I'm never going to be like, well, what does so-and-so say about this kind of post or anything like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I feel like, I don't know, it's like a, I get in my head about it because I know that you wouldn't. I feel like you would never tell me don't post that or you would never give me like negative there, criticism. There will always be that, like, even if I did follow you, there will always be that one thing. Like, I don't know if I'm going to post it because my husband might like, that's, that's not how my husband sees me or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would always ask for your consent too. Like if I were to post anything about something that involved us, you know, well, yeah, you have, like, if you post a picture of me on your story, right. Hey, are you comfortable with me? posting your face here like, mm-hmm. but you that's what I love about you is you always ask me how do I feel if yeah. it involves me right yeah you don't you don't assume so some questions that I've had had to do with polyamory being married and kids mm-hmm. and how we navigate that okay so I mean Right now, our kids are a little too young to understand mm-hmm. how Amory is. Well, I don't want to say they're too young to understand. I think they're too young for us to explain it to them. So, because I've had partners where they have kids in the household that are four, five, six years old, and they understand, like, dad brings other women here, mm-hmm. but that's not my mom. Mm-hmm kind of thing i don't i just don't think that you and i are ready to jump into that dynamic Mm -hmm. if that makes sense well yeah and we don't bring our partners to the house so it's not like they would even be exposed to meeting those partners i feel like it would take a lot for us to break that and to like start bringing somebody here and start involving them in like our kids lives yeah like it would have to be something really serious. Yeah. Yeah. Like if there's someone like that we could see being part of our family. Mm-hmm. Yes. Of course we would introduce that to our children. But I mean, right now, as you know, we only date separately right now. So it's, we don't really want to tell our children about it yet. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Also, too, with the family not knowing, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I I couldn't ask a child to, like, keep a secret for us. I don't think that would be fair. Yeah. We we don't want one of our kids to go to grandpa's house and be like, dad brought... Dad has a girlfriend. Yeah, dad brought Allison over. Yeah. (laughs) Like, who's Allison? I'm like, Yeah. Yeah. All right. Another one, which, I mean, we don't really have much experience in because I think this is more for people in like more committed poly relationships. But mm-hmm. I've, I had this question asked a long time ago, and that was about money dynamics in poly. Okay. I mean, for so like the way I perceived this question was maybe in like a household where all the partners lived. And I mean, thinking about it, I mean, it would be awesome if we could have a third or a fourth income, Yeah, you know, Um, So, where like maybe somebody could stay home while the other two or three work. And I I think to come up with like a successful um, dynamic, obviously a lot of communication and some trial and error while like trying to figure out what works, you know, how much they can afford, who's going to work, who's going to stay home. Yeah. Um, but I think money with us, because we date separately. Yeah. It's, I mean, I guess, do you always pay for your dates? Uh, yeah. See, cause I'm a gentleman. Well, there's been times where I'll, um, meet up with, like a long-term partner 
and she'll pay for the hotel room on her husband's credit card. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but like I I would always buy dinner, but like um someone would always bring like so like I'll buy dinner, but then like she would bring like a bottle of uh wine or something to the hotel room. Or, yeah. It's like there or like her house and or apartment kind of thing. So we split it like I'll pay for food, mm-hmm. drinks, or she'll put it, she'll, it's, she has the room kind of. Yeah. Thing. I think it can get challenging because like if you're paying for our dates, you know, like mm-hmm. you and I, but then you're also paying for all these dates that you're you're going on with other people too. Yeah. I think budgeting can be a little bit of a challenge. Yeah. Um, I, I don't pay for a, a lot of my dates, but I am really like, I try to like, I do get stubborn and I will ask to split the check or, you know, before the date, I'll just say like my treat. Like if it's, um, if it's, someone that you know I've been seeing for a while so yeah like I guess that's how how money dynamics play out in our kind of arrangement now keep in mind I don't go on a lot of dates so I mean it's not like we're going bankrupt because I'm taking you right and then taking partner b yeah or anything it's because you know you and I we sit down every week and we go over our check-ins and everything. So mm-hmm. we budget everything out, which is mm-hmm. the thing to do. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say about that? With my dynamics? No. All right. I have one more question, and then I'll open it to you to uh, bring up anything else that you want. Okay. Um, I was just curious. What are your pet peeves about me? <sighs> How long is this podcast? Oh, stop. <laughs> That's mean. So we can make it a two part because I have a whole <laughs> list too. Oh, I bet you do. No. Uh, so pet peeves is um, how you, you're, you are beautiful, but you don't see it. That That's a pet peeve of mine right there. Okay. Can't accept the compliment. <laughs> I will say you're right. Like, you're right. I'll say like, holy hell, you look you look hot, and you'll be like, no, because look at this, look at that, blah 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 blah, like shit, uh, blah 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 blah. <laughs> can't you can't just say, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working on that. I know. Yeah, that that that's. I think that's one of my biggest pet peeves about you. Um. You overthink a lot. Yeah. And that's, I do too. Uh, you're very, um, what's the word? <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of, of words here. You're very, um, You don't have to worry about like sugarcoating or hurting my feelings. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not trying to. Like, you, you, you know what you want to do in the moment, mm-hmm. and then you do it. Impulsive. Then, yes. There we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, I am. So it's like I want to do this. It's like okay, let's do it, and then you do it, and then you're like, well, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to. I want to do the next thing. Yeah. So it's like you. You just want to keep moving from one thing to another to another. Which, I mean, I'm okay with it to a point because I want everyone to learn as much as they can about anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I annoy myself with that, too. And I know I do it. Yeah. But, I mean, that that's that's what I can think of right now. Mm-hmm. I'm and sure you have a whole scroll of things you want to pinpoint with me. No. <laughs> um, and then what do you like about me? Oh, uh, you're fucking hot. <laughs> That's it. Right. No, you're a great mom. <laughs> you're a great partner. You're very kind. Sometimes. 
Yeah. You're fun, sexy, very open-minded. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, I, I can go on and on about things I love about you. When it comes to pet peeves, that, that's, that's, the, that's the hard part. Oh, you're so sweet. You care. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> I try. <laughs> yeah. Is it my turn? I guess so. What's your pet peeves? Um, one that I noticed today, I started this mental list this morning. Um, the way that you make the bed, I don't like it. I know that. It's like, I, I'm a perfectionist with it. Like I will smooth out all the wrinkles. I make sure that, you know, the blankets even on both sides that the pillows are laid out just right. And you're just like, Oh, I'm just gonna as long as it's covered, like it's good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know I'm right. Yep. And then another one <laughs> is like, I'm really glad that you don't work from home. Yeah. Um, because I cannot stand your phone voice <laughs> and your like customer service voice. Yeah. Uh, I can't say my customer service voice. Um, <laughs> we all we all need to have one if we're dealing with the public. I know, but I can't stand it. Like I could not listen to you talk on the phone all day. Yeah. Um. What else? I just thought of another one. Oh, I mean, you were talking about this earlier when you were saying that you're you like process things internally and isolated. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't like not knowing. So when you isolate or you like internally process something, yeah, I get frustrated because I I need to know. I guess I want to help you, but you just want to do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. And then last one more. <laughs> I was gonna say how many how many more do you have? <laughs> just one, just one. Um, that you get comfortable and it's sometimes a little bit of a challenge to get you to break out of your comfort zone yeah like I feel like I have to push you a lot for you to it's almost like I can I can notice when you're outgrowing something before you do all right things I like things I like (laughs) can we talk about what you like about me geez (laughs) you can do a whole podcast getting there yeah Um, I like that you're like, like you have exceeded my expectations at being a father. (laughs) (laughs) No, but for real. Yes. Like I could not have asked for a better father for my kids. Thank you. And you're a hard worker. And I like that you you want to provide like you care about the well-being of your family um and and i like that you're open like you're open-minded i also like that you let me be who mm-hmm. i am and like you never tell me what i can and can't do whether it's yeah. just yeah. in general or like with my body like that was one thing that you know, when I worked in a salon, I always hated when, when women were like, oh, you know, my husband or my boyfriend doesn't like my hair short, so I'm not going to cut it. Like, I would never, I feel like if yeah. you would say, I like long hair, I would go get a pixie cut just to piss you <laughs> off. <laughs> like, Well, there, there was a time where I, I said, I think you look better brunette. So yeah. you, you went blonde. <laughs> I'm like, well, what? Why'd you ask for my opinion? <laughs> yeah, like I'll always, if I ask you for something and you say one thing, I'll always do the opposite. Yeah. Because like I, I'm not going to have you telling me what to do. Yeah, like I'll say, we're going to go to Disneyland. You'll be like, no, we're fucking Universal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are all the questions I had. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? I just think my best advice, if you want to do polyamory or just if you want to open anything up is you just got to communicate as much as you can don't hide mm-hmm. it it's going to be awkward 
it's going to be fucking awkward. Let's put it that way to have these conversations. But afterwards, you're going to be so glad you did. Yeah. Like some of the conversations are uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like so sexual health of, and all that stuff. Yeah. No, I'm just, but like, I'm talking about like partner, part, like, <clears throat> like primary, primary, like before you even want to open up anything, like, it's gonna be awkward like if you want to say i want to date other people and you yeah don't be scared to say it because that's who you are mm-hmm. kind of thing or like if there's something like that you want to try don't bottle that up because it's just gonna hurt you more mm-hmm. but like you've came to me plenty of times saying i want to try this yeah and i'll be like I'm not comfortable with it, but if you want to find someone else to do it, have at it. Or I'll be like, Hey, I want to do that too. Yeah. 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 So under what circumstances, if, and when would you want to be monogamous? I can't get back to being monogamous. At all, like you can't think of anything. I honestly couldn't. Like what? Uh, yeah, like in like an alternate reality. Like if you were like pregnant, then uh, right. Because I don't want you. I I don't know. Like as baby daddy, I wouldn't want you being pregnant and being hooking up with other people, kind of thing. I yeah. Be fucking weird, I guess. But people do it. I mean. On the, we don't want to yuck people's jumps, but mm-hmm. I I wouldn't feel comfortable with that. But you're never going to get pregnant again, so <laughs> yeah. Um, I think yeah. I don't think I would want to go back. I can definitely see like periods where we're taking a break from dating. But I don't see us or myself deciding, like, we're not going to be open anymore. Is that it then for you? Is that all you want to say? I mean, that's all I can think of. Okay. You did really well. I was was a little bit nervous because I know how you get, like, being put on the spot. Yeah. And you didn't know any of these questions before we started because I wanted to make sure that they were... Like it, you had like an authentic answer. No. I didn't want you trying to plot what you were going to say so that it sounded good. Yeah. You didn't want a political answer. Mm-hmm. I I think I've told you because you also don't listen to my podcast because I don't want you to just yet. No, I don't. <laughs> but I, do, I think I told you I do the segment of the crazy sex story. Okay. Do you want to share one? Um, are you comfortable if it's about you? Mm, like how detailed? Not, not too detailed. Okay, go ahead. I can always just edit it out if I, if I don't agree with it. So the crazy, other than us getting busted by the cops. Oh, I've told that story already. Okay. No, that's, that's not where I was going. Um, there was a time where you knocked knocked me out during sex oh yeah so how how detailed can i go just go for it okay so we were drinking uh i think we were probably underage drinking at that time yeah i think so too uh so parents basement like drunk we were just going at it i was just hitting you from the back basically and uh (laughs) you're you're enjoying it you threw your head back and i caught your head at that time saying you better you better stop that or else you're gonna you're gonna hurt you're gonna hurt me and right when i let go your head you did it again and you're the back of your head connected with the bottom of my jaw and just lights out just knocked me out dude that sobered me up so quick when you just like passed out Oh yeah, you 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 went full force, like head back, like <laughs> full like bam. Like and it was like a perfect connection on the bottom of my jaw, teeth clicked and everything, and I just 
like you fell, you fell off the bed. Like you were yeah. literally like yeah. passed out on the floor. And I was like, Oh my God, I just killed him. Yeah. I'm, like trying to wake you up. <laughs> that yeah. like sobered me up real quick. And you're just like all like dizzy and shit trying to get up. Well, yeah. Well, alcohol didn't help, but yeah. Yeah. That was, and to this day, I can't remember if I kept it up or not. I don't think we went back to it after that. I, I think I, I was I, just like too shocked and scared. And yeah, I think I just I'm, went I'm to surprised I didn't like leave a mark on the back of your head. I was just like, glad yeah. that you were alive. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, oh my God, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of forgot about that, actually. The one about knocking you out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's I think we I think we learned our lesson that day. No, we still have sex drunk. <laughs> well yeah, but nobody's gotten knocked out or like seriously injured since. Correct. So I would say I'd say that we're doing pretty well. Thank you for coming on and answering all these questions and being put on the spot. Maybe I'll let you listen to this episode. How's that? Uh, we'll see. Okay. This has officially been my longest episode yet. So thank you for listening if you made it this far. I'm really grateful to be creating this content and to be getting such positive feedback on it. Again, if you would like to connect with me, you can read more of my posts, uh, read more of my stories on my Instagram page at the Polly Pocket. And I will be back next Thursday with another podcast episode here on Polly in Real Life. It really helps me out if you download the episodes. It also helps you because then you don't have to be online to actually listen to them, especially if you're on Spotify. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, if you like the podcast, if you like the page, please share it with your friends. Share the knowledge. This is what we're here for is to support each other, to share our experiences and feel less alone in life. <laughs>